This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the seventh episode of Kiwi and the Bird. I'm Kiwi. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the mystical and spellbinding Serpent and Dove by Shelby Maherin. Serpent and Dove is a YA fantasy told through multiple perspectives. Now, Lou is a witch in hiding, aimed on escaping a dangerous tyrant from her past. On the hunt for a mythical ring in the city of Cesarine, she connects paths with her worst mortal enemy, a witch hunter named Reed Diggory. Reed wants nothing more than to eradicate all witches, but when fate intervenes, the two will have no choice but to participate in the worst ceremony of all, matrimony. Sassy, rambunctious, and abrasive, Lou is the baddest witch in town. She has refuted her association with her coven, the Dame Blanches, and in doing so has denied the magic within her. But while all witches fear the stake, one man will stoke a dangerous fire within her. In the end, Lou will have to decide whether or not she'll choose to burn. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. What I really liked about Lou, mostly, was just her sass. Like, she kind of, she brought it in some moments. Yeah, Lou was definitely kind of that more extroverted personality, I'd say. She, she's punchy. You know, she's very fiery. She always has something to say about everything, which I actually think is a, is a great thing. Most people think if you're opinionated that it has a negative connotation. But I think, especially in Lou, that you see it's not. That you see it's actually a passionate trait. One that shows that person is full of life and that they think and they feel so many things. And I feel that... Lou is very alive. She is. I feel like most of the more comedic scenes in the book were due to Lou's bluntness, to her abrasiveness, to her I will speak whatever I want to say. And not only that, but she she is the coolest witch in town. She is. She also she's very comfortable with her sexuality. Yeah. She bites. She's really into biting. I mean, you know how people go, oh, sit by me, I don't bite. Oh, she bites. Oh, she does. (laughs) What I also love about Lou is just her dedication to the people in her life. She's a loyal person. And when she's loyal to you, she will fight for you, which is a trait I really like to see in protagonists because I think it's a very powerful one. And it's one I very much respect and hope that I can somehow emulate Um, having the bravery to do anything you can to help your loved ones. I think Lou definitely has that vibe of being kind of the life of the room. Like whatever room that she's in, she brings a certain presence or a certain aura to her that just kind of reaches out to other people. She's one of those people that's so energetic and is so charged that she brings out a lot of hidden traits in those around her. I think there's also a flip side to her personality where while she is very kind of bright and witty and funny and all of these other things, she also uses that as a defense mechanism to not talk about the things in her life, in her past that have hurt her or things like that. She's very good 
at deflecting. She's really good at making someone see something else that they don't focus on her. Self-righteous and a self-proclaimed child of God, Reed Diggory is the captain of the Chasseur, an all-male group of witch hunters. His most persistent qualities are his height, his anger, his love for the church, and above all, his hatred of witches. But when he's unknowingly married to one, let's just say, witch happens. I think Reed is an interesting character because he's not one I think I've seen in YA fiction before. He's a very religious person due to the fact that he was raised in a tower full of male witch hunters with an archbishop as his father figure. And so because of that, it's very interesting to see how he clashes with Lou, who is basically the opposite of everything that he knows and believes. What I liked about Reed was that despite growing up in the church and maybe being taught otherwise, he was very respectful towards women. At least to the point where he was like, no, I'm not going to hit you. That's wrong. Good job. (laughs) He he did have some moments where I was like, okay, no. But he grew, which I appreciated. I can appreciate that. Most of the time, I didn't feel like Reed used his church as an excuse. Because everyone else in the church, especially the archbishop, does use the church as an excuse for their actions or they justify their actions because of the church and what they believe. I don't think Reed does that. He acts as his own, but he still believes in what he does. And also too, I mean, Reed is a good person overall. Overall. Despite being raised by Frollo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. That dude was messed up. Forever! Hellfire! That's a song. (laughs) Serpent and Dove takes place in the fantasy world of Belterra, a country reminiscent of historical France. The only thing it lacks is berets and baguettes, and most notably, croissants. I was very confused with the setting. I'm not gonna lie. Because it seems there was a lot of French in there. So you're like, oh! historical and so I thought oh is this like placed in like 17 1800s France but it's a fantasy realm that's French that doesn't exist that isn't in a specific time period overall I think the idea of the setting is really cool because I like the idea of a France inspired fantasy world however when I was reading it I wasn't exactly sure where I was. I liked the fact that in a story about witches that the church was included because that's kind of a fun play on history. Well, not fun. (laughs) (laughs) People died. I'm sorry. People died. I'm sorry. Not not fun. An interesting play on history because you don't often see witch stories that involve the church like it had been in real life. But the include-ment, is that a word? inclusion. Ah, the inclusion of the church in this world confused me because I wasn't sure if I was in my world or in a different world. As well, the the French language confused me because when it's real French, it makes me think we're in the real world. Instead of a fantasy one. Yeah. Overall, I wasn't exactly sure where I was supposed to be. Now, I will say, though, 
Loved the aesthetic. Oh, the aesthetic was great. I actually really liked it. It was very original. And it's just like, I was excited to see where it went. Yeah. Yeah. The world excited me. Yeah. I liked the way that she described Cesarine because typically when YA authors describe their setting, it's very exotic and it's colorful and it's filled with life, right? But the way that the author described Cesarine was very, it's very dusty. It's very dim. It's very dull. And I liked that contrast with her characters. Because when I imagined her characters in the story, like, they just kind of, like, popped out because of the setting that the author had described. It just shows that people are what make the world vibrant. Now, writing style-wise, I think the author is very good at characterizing. I think almost immediately you get a great sense of who her characters are. Lou is very vibrant and extraneous. Her friend Coco is very likable and supportive. Reed is religious. (laughs) (laughs) Child of God. I think to get that across immediately gives the reader a really good sense of place of where these characters can then go. I will say I did like the way that she described her settings as well. I, the way that she described them made me think like, oh, I can imagine that. (laughs) <laughs> that's what a book is <laughs> yes I know it is and I think that the author has a more modern voice very YA it, it feels like she's writing for this generation I didn't love where she put exposition but overall I did like her writing style now if you're wondering Kameen Taylor will I like this book here's a list of things we've compiled that if you like those things, those things are in this book, and thus you will like this book. Plot twists. Familial connection. Star-crossed lovers. Sarah J. Mass. The occult. Church. Female friendships. The word fuck. <laughs> Anything French. Frollo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Prayer. Stakes. If you like any or all of those things, you will like this book. Almost guaranteed. <laughs> Our stamp of approval. <laughs> Woohoo! If you call now, you'll get 50% off your <laughs> order and shipment. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, my favorite part of this book was easily the magic. Because when you read a lot of books or when you see a lot of portrayals of witches, the magic kind of all feels the same. But I think that Shelby Mahurin really put her own spin on it. The magic is really cool. And the magic derives from origins and places that I haven't seen before. And I think the way it was implemented and how the characters have to use it and what they have to sacrifice to gain is a really cool idea and concept. She created a whole new system for magic, which I actually really appreciate, especially in a fantasy setting. And the fact that she created two different types of witches, differentiated by what sources they pull their magic from. I thought that was really cool. They also have cool names. They do have cool names. I appreciated that as well. I can't pronounce them, but they cool. I think you can. Do it with your heart. Dame Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that we would not survive a single second. Not even a second. You think that we could abstain from practicing magic, Kami? <laughs> If I was even the slightest bit, the slightest bit inconvenienced, 
Oh, I should use magic for this. If I was a witch and they tied me to the stake to burn me, they'd set the match and I'd go, blow it out. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, freaking wind. <laughs> blow it out. <laughs> and they'd never burn me. Based on our rating scale of one to seven, one being literal trash and seven being fangirl mania, Kami, what rating would you give Serpent and Dove by Shelby Mahurin? I would rate Serpent and Dove between four, Page Turner, and five, Feeling Myself, leaning a little bit more towards four than five. I liked the idea of the story, and I liked the aesthetic that the author gave. I also appreciated some of the characters and just how they interacted with each other, but there were some things about the book that I was a little bit confused on, the way that she presented information and such. But overall, I think it is, it's a good book to read. My rating is almost the exact same as yours, except mine leads a little bit more toward a five. I loved the creativity that went into this book, especially into the magic system and how witches can use magic. I think there were certain story elements that I didn't exactly relate to, or perhaps I didn't feel the shock of certain twists or I I wasn't immediately raptured with some aspects. Now with that, I love Lou. Um, I love her friend Coco. Coco is actually my favorite character in the book. I think the romance is one that many people will love. And I love the dynamics between the idea of a witch falling in love with a witch hunter. I love that contrast. I love the idea of opposites. Overall, I would give Serpent and Dove by Shelby Mahurin a four page turner and five feeling my shelf. Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for our book recommendation episode about Serpent and Dove by Shelby Mahurin. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we're going to spoilers and details about Serpent and Dove. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, which happens. Which what happens? Find out. What? (laughs) (laughs) If you made it this far, get ready for some bloopers. Woohoo! That's okay. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Love interest. The male... The... <laughs> Sometimes I think that back in the day, if you were really tall, like I'm guessing Reed is maybe 6566. Six, six. That's, that's what he sounds like, at least. That your seamstress just must hate you. Absolutely. Oh. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> sometimes he does blush as red as his hair oh does it say as red as his hair no i'm just throwing that in oh (laughs) scandal how dare you i must pray for six hours he would have died immediately in the spot if we were in medieval times (laughs) they'd be like would it be possible to burn someone at the stake 18 times Well, I suppose I should tell you the premise of the song. So, the devil is on a time crunch to get souls. (laughs) As you are. (laughs)
So the devil goes down to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And the devil stumbles upon a fiddle player named Johnny. Of course. And the devil says, hey, dude. <laughs> hey, my dude. Johnny. If I can play the fiddle better than you, I get your soul. But if you play it better than me, I'll give you this fancy fiddle made of gold. So, of course, Johnny's like, yeah, that's worth my soul. (laughs) (laughs) So, Johnny whoops the devil's butt. I mean, the devil even got a band of demons, and he couldn't even beat Johnny. Johnny just beats him. (laughs) And I just thought, imagine calling the devil a bitch. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Like, you have to have a lot of power to, <laughs> to be like, I done told you once, you son of a bitch. I'm the best person ever. Anyways. <laughs> what does that have to do with the devil and Johnny? Um, it's one of the songs he's playing. Oh. So yeah. it's like real meta, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It's pretty lit. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of want to listen to the song. Is it like straight up country? No. <laughs> Chicken in the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I had a, if I had a bigger butt that I could sit anywhere, like, really comfortably? You know what I felt was really unfair, though? What? That there wasn't a baguette. Yeah, like what? There's a bunch of sticky buns, there's a patissier, but there's no baguettes? I mean, I would have liked a sword fight with baguettes. And going... <laughs> And then the person who dies, they'd be bred. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe there was a baguette. Was there? If there was a baguette, please tweet us. Yeah, let us know. Let us know the page number, the The exact paragraph. The situation. If someone finds the word baguette, insert fint and dove, Kami and I will eat a whole baguette alive. (laughs) And I will enjoy it. (laughs) That's not even for you guys. That's just what we like to do. Yeah. It'll just give us an excuse. <laughs> the church hates women. <laughs> Jolly ho. Oh. yippee Kaye. Sounds what they call me. Jolly ho. <laughs> he is a very religious person due to the fact that he was raised in the, in the church by uh, the archbitch. <laughs> The arch bitch up. <laughs> the Bible in... Is there a Bible? There's a Bible. <laughs> You're not sensitive about your clap cult, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Kami, Kami, you have to exist with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I can do it. I can do it. I can read and talk at the same time. That's... You can read degree. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> you know what I need? I need to have more tones. I'm like, I'm very monotone. For me, I'm unintentionally squeaky. What? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> that was intentional. I voice crack so much, though. I don't notice. I liked it. It sounded delightfully sinister with a magical twist. (laughs) Now, if you like certain themes in your books, in your YA fiction, we have a list of themes that 
if you like these things. <laughs> <laughs> the poison. Cusco's poison. The poison for Cusco. Actually, though, I was like, hey, my neighbor's a witch. Who would I call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> if you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to... Oh. <laughs> See? The word subscribe is a witch. Oh, it takes you by surprise, doesn't it? Yeah. So be... Subscribe. Subscribe. Oh. Huh. Do you have, like, a good evil witch laugh? Um, I can try. <clears throat> That was pretty good, though. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know where that came I, from. I could have seen it at Halloween City. Oh, I don't know how to take <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, this was a fun play on history. Where millions of people died. <laughs> and there's a word for that. What is it? Because I'm an idiot. Oh, don't you say that about my friend. Beat you up. To defend her. To defend your friend, which is me, so you yes. beat me up. Yes. 